Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, whether you believe that Rob Gronkowski is retired or soon to be unretired, or maybe he waits till, I don't know, the last couple weeks of the regular season so he can win another ring, it doesn't matter because the Tampa Bay Bucks believe he's retired. And now they have acted on that reality and they signed the veteran tight end Kyle Rudolph uh, from of late the, the New York Giants last season. He played one season there. Of course, his. His fame, his Pro Bowls came with the Minnesota Vikings. You know, Rudolph is 32 years old, um, which is just a year younger than Gronk. But he's a he's the kind of veteran player that makes sense, right? He he wasn't unproductive with the Giants. He certainly didn't have the years he had in Minnesota. Um, but he's that guy that can do it all. I mean, you know, in, in any offense, if you're going to have a tight end, you need him to be an inline blocker first and then a pass catcher second. He's clearly not the threat that he was, you know, from a speed or, or receiving standpoint. But they've got Cam Brait to kind of fill that role when they need a receiving tight end. And I, I just think it's an acknowledgement that, you know, uh, we, we're, we're going to have to proceed as if Gronk isn't coming back because he's told us he's not and cover our bases. And I thought they got, you know, an older player that's played a lot of football that should be able to, you know, mesh with Tom Brady fairly well and I'm sure still – wants to try to win a Super Bowl ring. So I think it's a smart signing. I don't know what they paid him. He made $12 million last year, which seemed like a lot that the, that the Giants shelled out. Um, you know, the contracts and everything will come in later. Adam Schefter and others, I guess, uh, later reported this uh, the other night. And so, you know, we'll see him if he passes his physical in training camp here next week. But you know, when you look at their tight end situation, I mean, you know, Steve, I mean, okay, so it's week one. Say you don't have Rudolph, okay? So you're going out there, and you know that Brait is not a guy that, you know, you can use him in situations, but you're not going to make him your starting tight end because of his, his limited ability to block. So you, you got to go with Kate Otten, who's the rookie that they drafted from Washington, who had no participation at all in the OTAs or the mandatory minicamp. Or Keith, who is simply a blocker, a blocking tight end, not a receiver, that played at the University of Minnesota, who's also a rookie. Or you go with Cody McElroy, who's got all of one, I think, career catch in his, uh, you know, in, in, since he's been with the Bucks. That's kind of a converted baseball, basketball player, and that's that's really your option. So it seems like a smart signing, maybe not sexy, um, but if he's got some football left in him, I understand why they did it. I think you're leaving out one part of this, too. Look, this is a NFL veteran who's played 10 seasons or so, made yeah. the Pro Bowl twice in his career. Mm-hmm. You know, what did JPP and Indomitian Sue do for Vita Vea and some of the young guys on the Absolutely. defensive line? And Absolutely. You don't have a lot of experience at the tight end position on this roster. No. Mm-mm. So even if Kyle Rudolph, even if he's not the starter, doesn't play, you know, more than half the snaps. He right. can be a big influence in that tight end room and Absolutely. to help all these young tight ends. I mean, you went through 
two rookies, another guy who's got one career catch. Yeah. They need a veteran presence there. And, yeah. And so he can help in that regard, too. Um, and Adam Schefter did break some further news on this. He says that uh, Rudolph did choose to play in Tampa despite the fact that Michigan quarterback Tom Brady told his tight end he cannot be his first read because he went to Notre Dame. <laughs> okay. Well, there's that. The old Michigan-Notre Dame rivalry is alive and well. And, of course, Adam uh, Schefter being a Michigan guy. Yeah, he's a Michigan man, uh, which is in part while well, he broke the story, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, and, and, and so much of this, too, is like who Tom would trust in that position, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, players, you know, that have been around the league as long as they have, they know Kyle. Um, they played with guys who have played with Kyle. Um, and, you know, there's no secret to this year what it's about, what they're trying to do. It's Super Bowl or bust. You know, Tom Brady retired, came back because he said he had unfinished business, and he wants to go win another Super Bowl. Gronk won't join him, at least initially, at least not not right now. I still hold the the door open, the light on, whatever Jason wants to say about that, for Gronk to walk in here if it's late in the season and they need a tight end to make a playoff push or, or go to the Super Bowl. But maybe that never happens, and they have to take him at his word. But... This is a guy that Brady knows has played a lot of football that will prepare like a pro. And, yeah, he's going to have a huge influence on those younger tight ends. If Kate Otten turns out to be a, uh, you know, a great player and uh, way ahead of schedule, then he'll take over at some point during the year. You know? um, but you're right. All those guys are going to benefit uh, from having that veteran in that position room. You've got to have guys like that to teach the young guys how to be pros, the technique. You don't last in the league as long as he has and, you know, make $10 million this stage of his career like he did with the Giants last year without knowing what the hell you're doing. And, you know, those guys will get to sit in the rooms and see how he takes notes, how he does all those things. But more importantly, he can still play. He's still got some football in him. And he's been pretty durable throughout his career as well. So you don't maybe have you know, the injury concerns that, that you would have naturally with Gronk and all the surgeries and things that he's gone through. So I think it's a smart hiring. It was, you know, it was reported several weeks ago that they were one of the, among the teams that were interested in, in Rudolph. And, you know, again, the greatest salesman, the greatest um, lure that the Bucks have ever had is Tom Brady. Because if you can play with Tom Brady, he goes to the Super Bowl every other year. I heard an interesting stat. Tom Brady has won a Super Bowl every year that Jennifer Lopez has uh, gotten married. So well, I think then it's settled. I mean, yeah, I think it's set that, you know, her, her marriage to Ben Affleck is, is pretty much sealed the deal for Tom Brady this year. So, you know, they both have, I think, I think Tom doesn't have as many rings as JLo. It's pretty close. Um, it's either eight to seven yeah. or something like that. Well, there was reports yeah. she was rushing to get married because she was afraid Ben Affleck would get cold feet, but it was actually she yeah, was rushing ma- to make sure Tom Brady got to the Super Bowl again. Exactly. That was it. Yeah, yeah. She's got to get him a ring. So um, hats off to J-Lo. But, yeah, so, so, so Kyle Rudolph is your latest Buccaneer, and uh, look forward to seeing him in training camp if he passes his physical here um, pretty soon, which I would think he would do. And it's one more guy we can write about, which is actually actually kind of cool. Hey, while we're uh, talking about being cool, uh, chances are your air conditioning is running nonstop like mine. I had to have somebody come out and check mine the other day. Uh, but what I have checked is the electric bill. Chances are yours is soaring. And did you see those rate you... increases on this latest bill? Uh, yeah. I just I got mine yesterday. Uh, wow. I did. 
and I'm not happy about it. And I'm, and I, I think I have a solution for us and for everyone. And that's May Electric Solar. It's a family owned and operated uh, business. They've been installing solar electric systems for 12 years. Now's the time to do this. There's a field with all these fly by night companies, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee workmanship with a 30 year labor and service warranty. And with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That's the May difference. So if you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all of its products. It conducts on-site testing. You see exactly what they'll install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. So you know exactly who's doing the job. So start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862. To schedule a free estimate, you can lower your electric bill all year long and you can preserve the quality of your life and the quality of your appliances. That's May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. All right, so I did a little moonlighting. I went on another podcast. I don't know if that's in my contract or not. <gasps> I know. I know. It's okay, though, because it's only my third appearance, and I, I think I set a record uh, with Courtney Fallon uh uh, who who uh, was nice enough to ask me on to talk about the NFC South primarily. Um, we talked about a lot of things, but that that was sort of the, the, the purpose of my appearance. But more to the point, um, and I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit, is that, you know, when we got to the New Orleans Saints, and they certainly have had the Bucks number. There, there's two teams, and you're going to hear a lot about this this season, that – the Bucks, since Tom Brady has arrived, really has, you know, it really has been his kryptonite, and that's the Saints and the Rams. And I think it's obvious that you know the Rams have been a really, really good football team. Saints have too, um, but you know, it, it it doesn't. They beat them the one that mattered in the playoffs on route to the Super Bowl, and that was Drew Brees' last game last season. And, but even though they changed quarterbacks last year, remember Jameis started out, I think he was, what, like 7-3, and three, I want to say, before he got hurt. And that he got hurt in the Bucks. Right. He t- yeah, he tore his ACL in the Bucks game. Um, and so who knows what would have become of that Saints season. Uh, you know, they've been, they narrowly missed the playoffs as it was. Uh, but I'm here to tell you that even without Jameis, they came at Raymond James late in the season – and that was the game I think Chris Godwin got hurt, and they beat the Bucks nine to nothing, nine to it was six to nothing until the last end of the fourth quarter, and that was without Sean Payton, who was out with COVID at that time. So, you know, in thinking about the Saints, I, I don't think this might be a kind of a bold, no, bold statement. I don't think there's a quarterback who's more important to his team. I mean, obviously Brady is important to his team, you know, any anywhere he plays. But there's not a bigger spotlight in a sense whether the team succeeds or fails more than Jameis Winston in the Saints. And I say that because, you know, remember after he left here in, in 2019, he had that 30 interception year with Bruce Arians um, and they wanted to move on. They ended up with Brady. He went to what he said was the quarterback – you know, Harvard, uh, when he went to New Orleans and learned under Sean Payton and learned under Drew Brees. And he finally got his chance to start last year. And I'm going to be honest, I watched those games. 
And Sean Payton was was sort of playing around Jameis. You know, he wasn't trying to put him in bad positions where he had to throw the ball 50 times a game, and that's smart. Uh, and Jameis responded. You know, 14 touchdowns, only three interceptions. Some of them were egregious, but you know, he 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 was winning football games. You know, he was doing what what the position required him to do. Um, but now you look at it, and you know, I've been seeing. Typical of Jameis, like he he likes to to let everybody know that he works really hard, and and he does. He's one of the harder working guys. I don't I don't always agree with some of the the drills and things you see on Instagram that he does, um, but I don't fault him for you know for showing his passion for the game. I mean, there's nobody I think that football is more important to than Jameis. I mean, it really is important to him, you know to you know to be that guy that's successful as an NFL quarterback. And to this point, he's not been that guy. He's not been overly as successful. He hasn't lived up to the number one overall draft status. And and sometimes that's as much on the organization you go to, one of the worst team in the NFL, as it is Jameis. But he got five years here. No, one, two, three, four, five. Two different head coaches, uh, all of that. And he wasn't able to win. Um, this year, you know, I think what, what remains to be seen is – What's the loss of Sean Payton to that football franchise? I mean, Sean Payton had been with Drew Brees all those years and had so much success, and he still is one of the best play callers in the league, and that's not even close, right? Um, Dennis Allen takes over, and Dennis Allen, as much as any defensive coordinator, has had Brady's number, uh, particularly since he's come to Tampa. Uh, they, they find a way to put pressure on him from the first snap. Uh, they do it by rushing four. They, they can drop into coverage with seven. Um, they got guys up front that can just beat one-on-ones and everything. And it's, it's really frustrated Brady, you know, to get shut out at home last year, I think was pretty much the low point of the series. And that was without Jameis Winston playing quarterback. Um, and so, you know, I want to, I think everybody wants to believe that, that this is, this is the year, right? That Jameis is going to come out. When I say everyone, if you're a Bucks fan, you want to believe it, but James is going to come out and he's going to finally fulfill that potential because he's had that perfect sort of, you know, ramp up from uh, starter to taking a seat behind Breeze, learning sort of, you know, being sort of that uh, student uh, at quarterback. Um, and, and then he got to play a little bit, got hurt. So he's got a couple things to overcome, not the least is the, the torn ACL. But physically he seems to be pretty sound. He's moving around pretty good. And I've seen him down here at these passing camps. And the thing you just can't get away from, man, is when he when he stands up in front of his teammates and starts talking. And, you know, I, the quarterback position is a leadership position. You want to inspire your players. But so much of that I've heard before, so much of that, um, you know, he, no one ever doubted his passion. No one ever doubted his leadership. But there comes a point where you can only lead at that position if you win. And... He did win some games last year. Like I said, I think he was 7-3. and three. Um, But he hasn't won enough in his career. You don't know if guys are going to follow him or not. Now, they got a hell of a football team. Uh, you know, uh, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, those are three, you know, really good receivers that he's going to get to play with. And it's gonna, they're going to be a handful for anybody that has to defend them. Uh, they just are. And like I said, the strength of that team is really the defense. And Dennis Allen is still you know, on that side of the ball. But without Sean Payton, 
I, I, I just doubt they're going to have as much success overall um, because he's been such a big part of the fabric of that franchise. It, it's really interesting um, because Jameis is saying all the right things and, and guys are, you know, glued to every word. And I'm reading the New Orleans Saints, you know, writers writing about, oh, it's so inspiring to listen to him talk to his teammates that way and, um, you know, listen to Jameis on this. T- and, you know, it, talk is cheap, man. Talk is cheap. And the other thing is, I don't think you need somebody to film it and put it on social media either. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, Tom Brady's out there all the time with these different camps and working out with his guys. Nobody's posting that on Instagram. I think once or twice when he was hitting fly balls at the Yankees complex, they might have had something about that when he was goofing around. Um, but if you're a leader, people will know it. And if you're a winning quarterback, people will certainly know it. Um, so it's just, you know, it's kind of, I, I said this on, on uh, the podcast with Courtney Fallon that it reminds me of the movie Jerry Maguire when, you know, there's this, there's this one part where Renee Zellweger, who's playing his girlfriend, uh, is talking about the flaws that he has and people are bringing up all the flaws he has. And she says, yeah, you know, but he's almost the man he wants to be, you know, and that describes Jameis. He's almost the quarterback he wants to be, and everybody wants him to be that guy, and he just hasn't been that guy yet. Um, so make no mistake that, that this division, while not strong overall from top to bottom because Atlanta's in transition with Marcus Mariota, Carolina now with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, and you know that coach uh, certainly needs to win Matt Rule right away. Um, you know, it, it's 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 really New Orleans and Tampa Bay. And it's really Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay uh, because he's got to best Tom Brady. He's got to be the guy uh, who can, one, stay healthy for, for 17 weeks, and two, you know, deliver on, on everything he has worked for up to this point. And if he can't do it, if something goes awry, if he turns the ball over again, if they can't win enough games, I don't know that he'll get many more chances or certainly not a better chance on a better football team than he has right now. I mean, he's smart in that he has hitched himself to a really good franchise. Um, but I think a big part of it left when Sean Payton resigned, and I don't think Sean Payton's done coaching, but he's done coaching the Saints. So we'll see, man. I mean, Jameis is just this this lightning rod figure and, of course, very um, you know sort of divisive from the time he was drafted here, not just the Florida State-Florida thing, but all the – off-field uh, situations he had. So, I don't know. It, it, it just it struck me that this season, you know, and the schedule's brutal, right? They play the Rams. They play the, the, the Chiefs. They play Dallas, all that. Um, but this season's really going to come down to, can Jameis Winston finally fulfill his promise um, as the number one pick, you know, in his seventh season? I mean, seven years in now. That's the other thing. Like, this is not a, this is not a young quarterback anymore. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Some other NFL news. Uh, it was revealed that the San Francisco 49ers have given Don Yee, who is also Tom Brady's agent, I believe, permission uh, to shop around for a trade. I would say good luck with that because Garoppolo has a fairly large salary. I think the Niners are going to have to uh, you know, pay a good portion of that the way the Browns did before their trade with Carolina. And if you look at the compensation in some of those deals, like the Baker Mayfield deal, there's not a big, you know, a big draft pick coming back their way. However, I know why they're doing it. They have to. Um, I've thought about this a while, you know, and he's still getting back from surgery on his left shoulder after last season. So I don't know how quickly he'll be ready, you know, to jump into training camp and start competing somewhere. Um, but this franchise in San Francisco that John Lynch has built with Kyle Shanahan, they have to be committed to Trey Lance. You cannot have a guy as good of a teammate as he is. And that's the problem. The teammates love him. Um, but you can't have a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo sitting there and available to you who's taking his team to a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship and Trey Lance be looking over his shoulder and or uh, stumble along the way because that locker room, I promise you, will be divided. I've seen it happen, and I think that the Niners are doing the best thing. Get what you can for them, but be fully committed to Trey Lance because that's why you picked him in the first round. He's been there long enough to, uh, to, to have earned his chance, and you have to you have to kind of clear the deck for him so that – there's not this, you know, sort of divisiveness and, and, and this urge to go back to Garoppolo. Well, you and I were talking before the podcast, and we've seen this mm-hmm. here in Tampa Bay. Now, different mm-hmm. circumstances. Yeah. But Jameis Winston suspended for the beginning of a season. And sure. Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in and plays really well and to the point where your best receiver, Deshaun Watson, or maybe your highest profile one, Mike Evans, probably the best on that team. But yeah. Deshaun Watson didn't want – Jameis Winston to be the quarterback. Deshaun Jackson. Or Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Didn't want him to be the quarterback, and it divides the room. Totally. And that. Why why do you think Tom Brady's comfortable with Blaine Gabbard as his backup? Absolutely. It's not going to divide a room. If Brady struggles or has whatever, the team gets off to a slow start. No one's going to put Blaine Gabbard in. Yeah. I, I actually think that, you know, there, there was a um, a time in New England where I think Bill Belichick was sort of ready to move on to Jimmy Garoppolo as his starter. And I think Bob Kraft said that's not happening. And so, you know, basically Bill Belichick said, fine, let's trade him then. Screw it. You know, let's get what we can for him. They got a second-round pick from San Francisco. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it it's tough, you know, to – if you, you, know, you had two quarterbacks, you don't have any – um, but you don't want guys looking over your shoulders. And I remember the Deshaun Jackson thing, and he let everybody know, including Jameis, uh, in his own way. And it hurt Jameis because, you know, Winston felt the pressure to try to get the ball down to him, uh, downfield, uh, you know, times he quit on routes. But those first three games that Fitzpatrick caught fire, uh, Deshaun Watson was among the league's top receivers in terms of touchdowns and yards. And he didn't want to see Jameis come back and and Winston did come in the fourth game of the season against Chicago in a mop-up deal, and they went right back to him the week later. And then when he stunk, they went back to Fitzpatrick for one game, I think, and then, you know, that didn't work out, so they, they played out the string, and Dirk Cutter got fired with Jameis Winston. That was an organizational decision, maybe not a Dirk Cutter decision. But, yeah, you can't, you know, guys talk. I mean, you know, people have preferences just like fans do. 
And if things aren't going well, they want to go back to the guy that they trust and the guy that's gotten them there before. Um, it'll be interesting. I don't know where the market is for him. I don't know, like, if, say, Seattle will step up and take a Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, you know, uh, there's got to be a home for him. It's just not going to be a lot of compensation for the 49ers. All right, we're going to have our mailbag uh, segment tomorrow. You have a chance to uh, submit those questions still. Plenty of time left. Uh, do that by sending them to us online on Twitter, I should say, at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter, at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. And we had, we had, we'll give you a preview of one that we had. Yeah, rooting for UF uh, sent an interesting question regarding college football and realignment and that. Says Rick, you are the SEC. Steve is in the Big Ten. You each get to pick four schools. Who are you drafting? You want to be the Big Ten? I'll be the SEC. Yeah. No, I don't know who goes first. Who gets the first draft pick? You or me? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's the problem, right? I would say uh, this would maybe make more sense for the for the SEC than the Big Ten regionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I was the SEC. I'm going quickly after Clemson. Okay, that makes uh, a, that makes sense. National championship contender mm-hmm. Debo you know, Debo Sweeney, um, some you know the Alabama roots there. It's in the South. Uh, football is is religion, you know, in that part of the country in South Carolina. So, I, I think I'd start because their track record has been so strong of late. I think I'd start with the Clemson Tigers. Well, the Big Ten's first choice is simple. I don't need the full time on the clock for this one. It's Notre Dame. I mean, Absolutely. they can draw their next television deal if they stay independent. It's gonna, they say it's got to be at least $75 million a year or they're not, or, or they'll go to a conference. I mean, they're going to stay independent. Whoever, if Notre Dame comes to the Big Ten, whatever the number on the rights deal is, $1.2 billion, make it $1.3 billion. I mean, you can just add another $100 million in, in television rights fees if Notre Dame's part of the Big Ten. Yeah. And that's ultimately what this is about. And actually, based on that alone, that makes that makes Notre Dame the big fish for either conference because mm-hmm. this is about making money, and it's about guaranteeing uh, TV contracts. So you're right. I'm wrong. I should have picked Notre Dame just simply based on the economics of it. But doesn't it feel like Notre Dame's more of a Big Ten team than it would be an SEC team? Well, regionally for sure, although the Big Ten now spans from New York to Los Angeles. True, but you still got that great rivalry mm-hmm. with Notre Dame and Michigan. Michigan, Ohio State, they've had some great games in the last 30 yeah, years. Ohio They're going to play this Notre year Dame. again. Uh, Michigan right. State, Notre Dame, Purdue, Notre Dame is a rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, Notre Dame, or Northwestern, Notre Dame play occasionally. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Wisconsin played Notre Dame, what, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Big Ten is natural. The fan base is there. Midwest, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's. I mean, if the SEC were to get Notre Dame, that'd be a huge coup for them. Of course, it would, and at the, for that reason, they probably should be the first pick. I chose Clemson instead. Mm-hmm. I, the next, the, the rest of them are kind of. I mean, there's a lot of candidates, right? I mean, you got the whole entire field. You got the whole ACC, basically, that you're picking from, or mm-hmm. the Pac-12. I think an interesting team to watch uh, go somewhere, and they're going to have to travel, uh, much like USC and UCLA. Um, is Oregon? Mm-hmm. You know, I think Oregon's a strong, strong college football brand. You got Phil Knight behind them. Um, you know, they've won a couple national champ or national championship. So I'm interested to see like who would 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 they be would they be coveted be, because of you know sort of their following and and their brand and recent success. I don't know. 
I think that's I, I, that would be my second pick for the Big Ten. But if you've taken them for the SEC, mm-hmm. and and if the Big Ten took Oregon, I believe they would want Washington as well. Yeah, probably and, and, both and to right? help for the regional part of this. Although I don't know how much mm-hmm. Wa- Washington's a great program history in that. I don't know how much it adds to your television value. Yeah. So I would say if if you've taken Oregon as number two, then I'm going to go with. I might go to Miami. I was and it's, thinking it's for the television market. It's for yeah, South a Florida. presence in Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could take Florida State too. I mean, you could say either one. That would have been my next one. I I think either Miami. I was struggling with that as the third one guy. Either Miami or Florida. And you might be right about Miami. Just again from a brand standpoint, but mostly from the TV market. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a huge Dade and Broward. Those are the yeah. two largest counties in Florida. Now the difference I is, I mean, Miami's a private school. There's a smaller alumni base with that. That's true. You know, one of the reasons the Big Ten dominates college football and television ratings. And, you know, while the SEC may have the better teams and the better athletes and the higher-end teams like Bama and Georgia, the Big Ten generally has the higher ratings, and it's because Michigan, Michigan State and Ohio State have the three biggest alumni bases in the world, mm-hmm. the schools, or at least it was a few years ago it was that. So they're, it's their alumni. But those schools have fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 students a year at their schools. Right. And they've had alumni for you know decades and decades of this. So – you know when when Ohio State goes to the Rose Bowl, and they you know they sell all of their tickets. Half those people live there in, in Los Angeles, right? You know when you see Michigan go to play at Rutgers, it's all the people in New York that graduated from Michigan that are that are going to those games. I mean, and you see there's more you know Michigan or Michigan State fans than Rutgers or Maryland fans at those games, yeah. and it's their alumni bases are so huge, and so. Miami gives you the bigger television market than a Tallahassee, but it puts you in Florida. But their alumni base is smaller, so maybe Florida State is a better option there. Yeah, it it could be. Uh, what and what about like if you if you look at what's happening, um, you know, with Oklahoma and Texas leaving? Mm-hmm. Uh, what what about the Big Twelve? I mean, what about the Iowas? Right? What about Iowa well, State? Yeah, Iowa what State. Some... Yeah, I mean, I mean, Texas Tech maybe, and because for. Because you know, of for the, the Big region? Ten, because of Texas, yeah. it puts you in right. that huge state of Texas. I mean, you know, Georgia Tech's an option. True. Now, granted, another private school, the alumni base is big, but it puts you in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking television rights deals, you know, I yeah. mean, that's you know, Rutgers and Maryland are in the Big Ten because it gave you New York and Washington D.C. two of the top it, ten right. television markets. Mm, right. You know, and that's why they they wanted them there for the Big Ten network in that and carriage fees in that. So, yeah. you know, Oklahoma State. It's a good program. Somebody's um, going to get North Carolina. Somebody, you know what I mean? Like there are North there's... Carolina would probably be my next one for the Big Ten. Would it? Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, so they, they check the box with the academics in the American Association of Universities or whatever that is. Right. Um, obviously, they they have a bigger basketball presence than than football, but than it's football. still a it's still a brand, right? Yeah, it's, it's still a huge, a huge brand. brand, a huge brand. Yeah, um, and a huge following. As a school, exactly. you know, if you're going to take, you know, in the ACC, I mean, maybe Virginia's up there too, but yeah, I would take North yeah. Carolina first, you know, in that region. Um, Clemson, yeah. of course, is huge. You know, Florida State and Miami are options, of course. Uh, the Big 12, I mean, you know, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, Baylor. I mean, Baylor's another Texas school we never talk about, and they've been really and good ba- of late. 
Yeah, but they the, a couple years ago they won, uh, or maybe last year they won the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Uh, you know that Colorado's an option too. I mean, that's now we're going Pac twelve again, right? Um, and it, it's more central in the country. I mean, you know, in the Mountain Time Zone, you're not quite all the way out west. Yeah. No, I was out there. But, you know, my son moved to Denver, mm-hmm. and um, we we took a trip. Um, where's Colorado's located? Just outside of Denver, in um, well, city. Denver's in Colorado, but well, I mean, University of Colorado oh, University. is located Boulder, right outside in Boulder. Of, in Boulder, in Boulder, yeah, and in Boulder is about twenty minutes from where my son lives, mm-hmm. uh, who's in Denver. And let me just tell you, one of the I've never been there before. One of the coolest college towns I think I've ever walked through. Just got everything, man. A vibe to it, a main street. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, gorgeous mountains, you know, surrounding, you know, because uh, Boulder's in the valley and just a really neat place. I, I mean, I could see I, if I were a young student or somebody, you know, looking for a place, I could see myself going to Colorado. I knew Chris King was at the Bucks. He went to Colorado and he's he's from like South Carolina, but um, he loved it out there. And I could see why my son moved out there. He loves it as well. But Colorado's not a, again, not a tremendous amount of, of success. I mean, you gotta go back way back, you know. Uh, when they were relevant with uh, what with Slash and all those guys, um, but uh, Cordell Stewart, but um, but it's a it, it, it's it's a it's a pretty damn good university in a big state. That's just one of the quality mailbag questions you can expect when we have our mailbag tomorrow on the podcast. So you can still submit those questions, like we said at Sports Day TV at NFL Stroud on my email address rstroud at tampa bay dot com. Uh, and and remember too, folks, uh, hit our hit our sponsors up at May Electric Solar. These guys have been in business for twelve years. Um, they offer a thirty year labor and services warranty. Got a Hudson showroom up there. Displays all their products. You can walk through that. Start saving today. I know your energy bill is going up. Call the solar experts at May Electric Solar seven two seven eight one nine two eight six two. That's seven two seven eight one nine two eight six two and schedule a free estimate so you can lower your electric bill. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. For Steve Burstyn, I'm Rick Stroud, the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.